What's happening, everybody? It's the Grown Man Niche Podcast. I'm Mike J, and with me, I got my brother from another mother. Bowtie Fresh in the building. What's going on on this Friday, my brother? Hey, man, chilling, brother. Chilling, chilling, chilling. Laid up in the, uh, you know, not laid up, because I you know, after sitting up, got the Grown Man and Grown Man Niche merch, Nap Town Edition colors on. Got that, uh, you know, got, that horse, got that horseshoe blue and white on. You dig? But, man, what's going on with you, bro? Not much, man. Chill, low key, you know, ready to get the weekend started. You know, my got some uh, plans for it with my little guys, and you know, they got some little birthday parties and things to go to, and so we're gonna we're gonna do that. We got some little spring cleaning. My my son is uh, getting older and wanting to, you know, get rid of some of the toys, and you know, trying to just transition into that older phase in life. So we're gonna be cleaning out some rooms and making some space, and that's sort of deal. Like I said, got a couple birthday parties to take them to, and. It's kind of chill, man. Looking forward to a low-key weekend, man. Like, you know, not a whole bunch of just mess going on. What you getting into this weekend, man? Oh, man, my making some merch, making some merch. Uh, man, my lady got to work uh, tomorrow. And uh, so I told them, like, I'm almost, you know, I guess one, well, she may, depends on when she listens to it, but I'm going to do a little surf and turf for Valentine's Day because you're not in, it was Thursday, so we both had to work late yesterday. So and we both got to work, she got to work late today. A little surf and turf, get a little, okay. little steak and no try doubt. to find no some doubt. lobster tails and then hook it on up. No doubt, man. Def- definitely dig that, man. Yeah, try man. to watch. I'm going to try to watch me a couple of movies, man. I know yeah. that uh, I've been waiting, been hearing rumor. You you know me, you know, the nerd at the cool table. I've been hearing that the Star Wars trailer is supposed to be dropping either today or tomorrow. So I've been I've been on uh, I guess you can say uh, on uh, on tap, you know, certain making sure that I got my little little rumor sites up and, and YouTube up and all that type of stuff, man. I'm, I'm waiting patiently. I was hoping I was going to get this uh, during the Super Bowl, man. Like you know, because you know how the Super Bowls have major trailers for movies and stuff, yeah. or didn't get anything. So this kind of it's kind of got me high. Like I said, you know, Bowtie Fresh is the nerd at the cool table. So trying to heavily anticipating the movie coming out and. You know, it's the it's going to be the end of the, the supposed to be the end of the of the Skywalker saga and entering another phase of the you know of the of the uh, the, the movie uh, you know storyline and all that type of stuff. So I'm extra hype about it, man. Extra hype, waiting for this trailer. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I mean, my lady, she loves Star Wars. I felt I took her for her birthday. The last one that came out, yo, and I was in there knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a long ass movie, man. <laughs> like, yo, you can tell me everything you need to tell me in two hours. Yeah, I was just like, yo, come on, man. You know, come on, Luke. <laughs> you know, you all, I, I ain't, you know, I'm not losing no fight to Luke. Luke, like four foot nine, dog. Luke, on like he got no damn hand. Luke, like his hands is trashy, trash as hell. You put the hey, man. Rough, I can put his pistol out. Hey, <laughs> Luke, hey, Luke, Luke said he channeled his inner Marvin Harrison, allegedly, hands like a ninja. <laughs> with the Belgian weapon, we're not, we're not with, the Bel- with the will, Belgian weapon, I will shoot Luke allegedly with the Belgian weapon, bro. I am not losing. <laughs> no Luke. I ain't losing. The quote by the great Bernard Hopkins: I ain't losing to no white boy, especially no white boy like Luke. Oh no! <laughs> you got, you got, hey, bro, you got, hey, man. I, I just ain't, I ain't going out like that. But man, so you so you ain't got some, you ain't doing Valentine's <laughs> man, Day. Nah, nah, man, just low key, man. Yeah. Just done a lot of stuff with my boys. You know, just kind of looking forward to the weekend and, and hanging out, you know, more so. That's about it, man. Yeah, my God. But I, I, want, I want to drop something in, in on you, though, bro. What's up? It's something that, something that I read uh, the other day, and I hit you up on the text. 
uh, late yesterday, either the te- either group text or maybe maybe the you know our Twitter our Twitter group text or whatnot, man. But did you see the Imperial Wizard for the uh, Ku Klux Klan was found dead, murdered, shot to death? See that? Oh, no, I didn't see it. Where was was he at his house? Man. Uh, it was alleged, or I should say allegedly, it, it, it's true, but um, Frank Acona, who was the Imperial Wizard for the traditionalists of the American Knights of the Ku Klux Klan, uh, was found shot to death uh, near a family fishing area, um, kind of by, by Big, near Big River, fish, a family fishing area near Big River, and this is in Missouri. Oh, man, no, so I, didn't, I didn't hear about that. Found, Found shot with the with the gunshot wound to the head, and the uh, th- authorities are saying that it was not self inflicted, treating it as a homicide. Oh, so you know, life comes at you fast. <laughs> life, life, comes at, life comes at you fast, man. Like he said, he was fifty one years old. It's like, man, you know, I'm I'm not. I don't I don't want to say you know it was black excellence, but you know, whenever someone disputes hate and that type of stuff that goes around, you know, I, I'm not praising or glorifying anybody's death. But all I'm gonna say is, you know, like Mike J said, life comes at you fast. What goes around comes around. You know, that shit, bullet, shit. that bullet came at him fast. Think they've got the bulletproof cone head, uh, hey. <laughs> cone helmet, cone hey. cloak. <laughs> I don't know that he had the helmet on when he did it. He probably had on some tighty whities a dirty shirt, and dag on this cone. <laughs> probably, you know, giving himself some self love. You know, yeah, man. that's how he's out here wilding. But I wanted to talk about uh, Melvin. Did you hear about the dude Melvin who left the voicemail on the young lady? So Melvin is a gentleman in San Diego, and he approached a young lady, and you know he got her number and everything. So I guess he, you know, you know, sometimes women give you a number. Sometimes when I talk to women, they say they give a number to a guy because they might be scared because he won't leave yeah. them alone. Or this time, like, you know, she must mind the game. The number was filling in, like, oh, girl, why'd I get a number to this? Name? Why'd I get a number to Melvin? So, anyway, she gave the phone number to Melvin, and Melvin, you know, she wasn't really responding. So, you would think a normal person brain, like, ah, he ain't messing with me. It's whatever. Yo, Melvin leaves her, like, this minute long voicemail talking about she, you know, I, I, I want to holler at you because you had a nice face and a nice body, but you wore a wig like a 90 year old woman. Uh, I got bad ones all in San Diego. You work your little <laughs> minimum wage job. So Melvin sound like a sucker. Like, fellas, if a woman don't want you, bruh, just take it as it is, man. It's millions of women on the earth. Don't worry about it. If she don't want to be bothered with you, bruh, be done with it. You out here make yourself like a sucker in a lane. So now all these people on the internet, like, at least you probably think she had like 20,000 retweets and likes. They know about your sucker-like behavior. All for one woman, bro. Can you believe that's that? crazy? Well, the thing too, like on, on the voicemail, I, I listened to the little voicemail. Like, dude was like really trying to go in on her, you know, trying to trying to berate her and you know say malicious things about her. But then he turns around and is like, "You must be stupid. You don't know who I am. I've got plenty of hoes and this and that, and so forth and so on." And it's kind of like, "Well, if you got plenty of hoes, then why are you following me? Yeah. Why are you spending time leaving this dumb shit on my voicemail?" You know, if I was a female, you know, even as a guy, you know, just outside looking in and seeing all this, it's like, this this motherfucker's real lame. Because if you was all what you say you are, you wouldn't be wasting your time. Not at all, Melvin. <laughs> so, Melvin. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even know they made niggas named Melvin anymore. I thought they stopped with the Temptations. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, oh, I think the homie, I think it's a Melvin to play for the Chargers or something like that. But I, start, I thought they stopped. Melvin Gordon? 
<laughs> yeah, I probably stopped making niggas named Melvin, Melvin, man. So I thought after Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes and Melvin from the town, I thought them niggas was out of here. I, I had a, a great uncle Melvin. Yeah, he was, he was a, you know, I think I think he had some bodies on him. Boy, came down. He, hey, when my uncles and them came from Missouri to, to Jersey, boy, they came in like Frank Lucas and them boys on the, on the damn movie, uh, American Gangster. Man, all of them had comps and them damn shiny-ass suits. <laughs> Look at these niggas here. Damn. <laughs> Tell you, man. Like, like cats like this, though, cats like Melvin are, are, are just some straight lame cats, man. Like, cats, like, cats like Melvin is probably the dudes that was having viewing parties for the Tiana Trump release. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know like, yo, you gonna watch it, yo, man. Hey, come <laughs> on, man. Bring some wings. We're going <laughs> to play 2K afterwards. Yeah, let me. <laughs> hey, boy, going to exhaust himself to the side. Like, oh, man. <laughs> yo, man, Melvin lame as hell. But speaking of lanes, bro, you seen Kells and Unless, well, they said they got another tape, man. Oh, man, yeah, I saw that, man. Uh, oh. I guess it's alleged because we, we ain't trying to get sued because, you know, he looked like the type of sucker that would try to sue two independent brothers if he's, you know, basically raping our women, allegedly. But, yeah, man, they said Kels was out there, and he said he was – he kept saying – they said during the tape, the girl said, basically, screw my 14-year-old word that starts with a P. And Kels responded, like, oh, this is a good 14-year-old word that starts with a P. And I say that not that you know, mm-hmm. you know, not that we don't curse on this podcast and thing like that. But to me, to talk about a child and use that type of language makes me sick. Yeah, my, yeah, my yeah. Little, 11, bro. Real uncomfortable. Real, real uncomfortable. uncomfortable. My daughter's <laughs> eleven, bro. I would, I would literally try. To, I would have to go to jail for trying to kill Kells. I don't know. I was seeing anthrax, something. I, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you know. And I would send him something. You know, I would send him a book because I think that would kill him because he can't read. But uh, damn. No, man, it's, it's sick, man, for that. My dog, you can set up a damn traveling sex ring and you, like, pimping on somebody and you get yeah. all this money, but you can, but your ignorant ass can't learn how to read? No. Yeah, yeah. No, that's why I talk about it. I ain't shaming nobody, but, dog, you got plenty of ways. Yeah, plenty sex, of resources. But you can't, but you can't, but you can't have read. And, you know, come on, man. So, I don't know. I just down, I know Spotify has the, uh, has the mute the mute button and I know title does too. I'm gonna have to check on my uh, my title today. See how I can mute Kells, man, because I, I I just dog, I can't I just can't dog. Like you just yeah, give, man. You give a brother a chance. He's like, oh okay, the first chance. Like yo, that I didn't believe the Aaliyah thing. I just thought that they it was a proper. I was a kid. The girl yeah. sex tape man I was like, well you know. It was the girl fourteen. You know, you give a little bit of leeway. And then it's just like, oh okay, this nigga he just won't stop. Yeah. Let me ask. Let me ask you this, bro. So, I, like you said, you just brought up a, bu- a few different things from his past, and you know the different things that have gone on with the with the with the alleged resurface or surfacing of this second tape. Allegedly, do you think that this is that that the straw that's going to break the Kale's back? Do you think that this is that that one thing? It's like, like you know what, you're going under the jail, or do you I do think- you think that it's Think it's going to still be unless, kind of like it has been in the past, unless they paid the girl off. But the dude who allegedly turned in the tape went and got an attorney as a whistleblower. So I think it's honestly going to be, it's still going to be hard because you kind of hard to, if somebody you know, you don't know if the if the young lady is going to say she was there or not because yeah. you know and and all and in, in his weird mind he could be telling a, of girl of age to say that I'm young and blah 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 blah. And, you know, who knows? I don't know, man. Yeah. With Kales, it dude, I personally think it is because eventually I believe that karma gets you and we can get religious past karma and everything. But I yeah. just believe, like, yo, I think it is, man. And dude, you got a power. 
serious problem. And you are like a, a, a deviant in society. So, yeah. I think it's a time, like, I, I know that he's still trying to do a lot of stuff. I know he's touring overseas, and, you know, you see him pop up on different social medias, and you see people pop up, you know, supporting him and all that type of stuff. I, I think it, there, there comes a time and a place where there's so much going on around you or, or with regards to you, you kind of got to be quiet a little bit and, you know, let things play out. If if you are innocent and all that type of stuff, I understand not, you know, living your life and innocent to proven guilty and all that type of stuff, but there's just so much crap going on. And it's almost like some of the things that you see, it's almost like he's antagonizing. Like yeah. he's just like going at it purposefully. So I think that there's a time, my opinion, it's an arrogant thing. You got to, you got to take a step back and kind of just chill a little bit and, and, and let things play out. If, if you are, if you are truly innocent, in my opinion, there's too much going on where this sets points to not, but again, who am I? But also from, a, from my perspective, I really hope that the individuals involved, including him, but more so, more so the victims, the young ladies, the women and the Colts and all the people that are affected. Like, I really hope that those individuals are able to get the help that they need so that they can continue their lives in a better way. Because, man, that's got to have outside of rape and sexual assault, diabolical, putrid, just vile acts. But the individuals that, you know, are, are affected emotionally and, and that sort of deal that they have not had those other vile acts committed against them, but just kind of that brainwashing and all that type of stuff. I really hope those individuals are able to get the help that they need to try to better their lives going forward, man, because that the shit that, it, that, that is alleged that has been going on, that is going on or has gone on. It's just, it's just fucking crazy, man. And that shit will affect people for a long, long time, man. So definitely hope that those individuals are able to get the help that they need so that they can kind of come out of that situation. Yeah, bro. It's, 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 it's beyond sickening, man. So that nigga there, Kells, I mean, eventually, man, they're going to find that nigga dead with that daggone uh, pie Piper mask around his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Damn. Hey, bro. That, man, you're doing too much, man. He's allegedly giving these girls STDs and all that type of stuff. Like, bro, he, he's out here. Oh, like, like he's out pull, here pulling pull, pull Usher Raymond, allegedly. Hey, bro, <laughs> hey, you know, hey, man, you hear Usher got the uh, hammer put on him? Yeah, I heard he got pistol whipped. Him and a couple of buddies got pistol whipped yeah. in a studio. Yeah, it said it was Rich the Kid. It was coming after Rich the Kid. Rich the Kid already got beat up before and pistol whipped. So I'm like, Eesh. yeah, like dog, you yeah. need to get in there. If I'm Usher, I'm like, yo, I'm not even trying to be seen with you, dog. Anytime I'm like a pistol whip is personal. It's one thing, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That you pull a hammer on somebody and shoot, that could just happen. A pistol with somebody? Oh yeah, no, that that's that's one of the things where you didn't. That's somebody that owed you some money, or then you done and done you bodily harm, and done you wrong, bro. So, shout hey, out man, to you Usher. think you think uh, you think Usher had that 1996 SWV Bob when it happened? Uh, <laughs> the Bob hairstyle. Oh, <laughs> oh, damn! You know he had to, he had to, he had the struggle braids the other day last time I saw him. So, oh. he, you know he didn't have like he didn't have like the basic skanks uh, perm like he had from Greenleaf on the other day, man. So, shout <laughs> <laughs> right out to that dude playing basic skanks because now he's playing on that American Soul the movie with Soul Train. I'm on my show about Soul Train. Yo, they was out here wilding, yo, man. Don Cornelius hit a bump <laughs> of cocaine. He was drinking. <laughs> Don was out here. <laughs> Don. Hey man, you gotta call him Donnie. Donnie. Yeah, nah, and I think he wants to refer to as Don. Anytime you know man ready to fight James Brown's gun, do a bump of cocaine all in one night, you get that man respect he deserves. <laughs> Don. I think he might be Mr. Cornelius. 
<laughs> Yo, you do a bump of cane and ready to fight some goons all in one night, bro. Hey, he's a real, he's a real one. But speaking of somebody who's the anti-real one, that damn Trump news, man. And I seen the president. Yo, know, he got his medical back, and they said he's he's a, at a swell two hundred and forty three pounds. He said he is overweight and obese. <laughs> so <laughs> you can tell the way you can be a big guy, have your suits fit clean, man. But his suits are just so damn trash, man. You can tell they're not tailored. He just looks punched and just. I bet she sit up in the bed during executive time after he finishes, you know what I'm saying, smacking himself around for eat that first <laughs> that first Big Mac in the morning and then a filet of fish and a diet coke and he's ready he's ready to go after watching Fox and Friends, man. But uh, I did want to talk about something serious. Two things and we can we push on past the orange one. Yo, man, did you see his tweet about Elizabeth Warren? Yeah, I I saw it, and but I didn't really pay it. I see things from him. I'm kind of like, eh, I look at it and I just move on. But yeah, oh, I did. I, it. it took me a while to catch it. I was like, why do they keep saying? Because I didn't realize at first when I saw he he capitalized trail and campaign trail. So anybody who has half, anybody who mm-hmm. knows that's that's you know his since Elizabeth Warren been saying that she's Native American. That's a that's a little old to the trail of tears. So he is yeah. Like yeah, the, 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 dog, the dog whistles with him or go above and beyond, man. But another thing that's going to be y'all need to be looking out for is uh, the former FBI director Andrew McCabe wrote a book. Yes, he yes. talking about them detailed notes he talked about Trump. Talking about Trump was talking about uh, he hated uh, he, he hated Comey and you know Les talked about his wife and all this other type of stuff. So, so yeah. this that book definitely want to be on the lookout for that. Yeah, that book is man, going this- to wow. This presidency has literally, and, and I and I said this when he was running, but this president, literally, this presidency, literally is and has turned into a damn reality show. Like this, all the things that are happening, all the like, it it, it almost seems like somebody from VH1 is writing all this shit, and it's just happening. Like it's just, it's just happening. Like this, this is a bad, bad. Not even VH1 reality show. Like this, this is terrible. Like the the shit that goes on with this dude, the shit that comes out about yeah. the things that he says and does. Number one are just ridiculous. But the things that other people are coming out saying, saying that he does, and, and the way he acts and the way he talks, and that's what man, it's just it's crazy. I'm waiting for him. I'm waiting for him to literally try to fight somebody on like like you know how they have the reunion shows or different oh, reality yeah. shows. I'm waiting for him to try to fight somebody at a press conference. Fire <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like this 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 shit is com it's comical and it's sad at the same time because all of us, the American citizens, are at are at the mercy of this dumbass's decision. I'm not even gonna talk I'm not even gonna talk about the whole uh, him him declaring or, or threatening or probably wanna declare a national emergency for just to long. build this goddamn wall. Who does that affect? All of us. Who is he always talking about? Oh, I'm for the American people, and I'm for this, and I'm for that. No, you're not, or else you wouldn't be doing this stuff. Shit. And then you're gonna have that's your a whole homies. other story. Yeah. And then also, you're going to have your homies build the wall so they get them kickbacks. So, yeah, you know, man, you know, it, it is what it is. So all I know is people vote vote for your best interests, you know, financially and your, and your, your merits and everything else. So, you know, so I know uh, we can get on that when, when time's cold, but you know, this yeah. vote for your best interest. Don't, don't, don't be clouded by, by somebody who speaks in small words, make you feel better about yourself, but whatever. I don't want to <laughs> spend too much time on, on dude, man. So let's get to this mayo, bro. So, you know, I'm perusing the Twitter the other day and this the Twitter, com- the, the, the Twitter, 
you know, P-A-T-S-A. <laughs> <T-R-I. laughs> so Pete Hexith, my man, is on Fox and Friends. Now, I'm not a person who watches Fox and Friends. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I don't hate those who do, but I can't stomach it. But this, my man said that he was talking about eating, like, pizza that sat outside in germaphobes. And then for one who knows Mike J, I'm a germaphobe. The <laughs> man said that he hasn't washed his hands in 10 years. That's vile. That is disgusting. And at first, and then he, then he said, <laughs> yep. that he, then, then, he, then he then he uh doubled down. Then he said, oh, he was, of course, he was just joking. Germaphobes and liberals, just relax. I was like, okay, whatever. Wow. But I wanted to ask you, you know, we're both in leaderships at our respective uh, organizations. Have you ever seen a co-worker exit the restroom? And we're gonna and I and for me it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a man because we don't have the uh, we don't have the co-ed bathroom co-ed restroom, so it would be a man, right? Have you ever yeah. seen someone like walk out the restroom without washing their hands like a co-worker? Uh, yes, yeah. I've underwear? seen, I've seen, I've seen several people do it, um, and it, and it's it's extremely trifling. But here here here's the catch: being being, a, being a, an individual that's that's in senior leadership of my organization. And my, the position that I'm in, it's my job to call that thing out because I'm a healthcare provider and we work in a healthcare setting. So it's my job to call that out. So I have also called out many people uh, that have done that uh, with regards to leaving the restaurant without washing their hands, uh, simply because, again, we are in a healthcare setting. Um, and that's going to, not only does it have serious effects outside of the healthcare setting, but when you're in the healthcare setting, it's extremely um, important. So uh, I oftentimes I've gotten a wide variety of responses, um, but then oftentimes when I state my position or individuals see my badge, they quickly change it up and just you know go ahead, go back and wash their hands and you know go then go about their business. Um, so it's not necessarily me trying to have a, like a little power play or power trip or anything like that. Um, but as a healthcare provider, I take that shit very seriously because people's lives literally are in our hands. And we don't want people's lives in those nasty ass hands that don't get washed after you done wiped your ass or pissed or dug in your nose or whatever no, the case may be. No, even, even, <laughs> I, I, there's been times I've went in there just to just to put some uh, solution in my eyes for my contacts. I still wash my hands. Dog, I yeah. don't have to touch the door. Even when I'm covering my hands, trying to put my shirt there, I'm still in that element. Yo, I just feel like I yeah. have to wash my hands. And it's just, yeah. you know, it's, it's, sure. it's disgusting. So I had an underling. And I seen this guy, you know, I, know. I was in, I had, you know, and I, I went to the restroom, I go to the stall. Yeah, I know, right? Yo, he did some, he did some peasant ass shit. No pun intended. So, you know, I'm washing, I know I handle my business, I'm washing my hands. Dude comes out the stall. I like, you know, I'm, I move out the way so he can go. Yo, man looked in the mirror, ran his hands through his hair and walked right on out. Ew. <laughs> Yo, yeah. I was at another job, and I seen the dude. Hey, that's a whole, yeah. that's a whole another definition of grease in your yeah, hair, huh? I know, right? <laughs> he put that part in his hair. He's ready to go. I'm like, golly, uh, that's just disgusting, man. But like I said, man, Pete, you normally this would be tw- uh, Twizzler and Mayo material, but we got some actually important stuff to get a Twizzler for. So this is a lot of Mayo. People who don't wash their nasty goddamn on hands. That's it's the beyond the worst. I, I just couldn't imagine it, man. Like, yo, I can like, I can totally just get on a on a huge ass soapbox as a healthcare provider just about hand washing. Man, <laughs> is, beyond it is, the health, it it's so not even the health but it's so it's, disgusting. It's human decency, bro. Yeah, it ain't even. I mean, this, dude, this dude say he ain't washed his hands in ten years. You know how many times that dude has wiped his ass, blown his nose, you know, ate his food. 
dug in his eyes. And, and probably cooking at home and all kinds of mess, man. Ugh. 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 Disgusting. Yeah, man. But let's get to the Twizzler, bro. Excuse me, so... You know, this week, man, the Twizzler goes out to a couple individuals. And the first, man, uh, did you see that sheriff in uh, Florida? Yeah, it pissed me the hell off. But, so, yeah. <laughs> for those who may not saw, there was a, a black man, a black woman, and I believe the black, I believe that was a black man's son. And mm-hmm. he's out there, and he's sitting on the curb. And I don't know what, what you know, why the cops were there. I don't. So the, so the cop is cursing at the guy. He's like, why are you cursing at me? Calling him boy, asking for his ID. He's like, I don't need to show you any other. I ain't did anything. Boy, boy, boy. It's, it's like, you know, if basically. Like, literally try, like trying to provoke him. Yeah, it's like. Like he literally was trying to yeah. provoke him. There was, there was no de-escalation at all of that. He boy. was trying to provoke that man. Yeah. Cursing he, at him. Cursing yeah. in front of him. The man had his damn kid in his hand. Yeah. He was holding his baby. Yeah, like, and you can you and you you acting like this, calling him boy and man, get the, get the hell out of here. But anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off, man. No, 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 no. It pissed me off. It pissed me off, bro. It pissed me off for real. But yeah, man. So you know, it's just it's about decency and treating people with respect. And you know, we have we in political times. We're just in the time in our country that we are treated the absolute worst. Yeah. And I'm talking about people of color. And it's just like any, any, anything with a police officer, and I'm not dogging out all cops, but for me, even when I got pulled over in Pennsylvania, right, I really think if my grandmother wasn't in the car with me, they would have tossed my car looking for something because I have tenant windows, but I live in another state. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. it's always that nervousness when, you know, and there has to be some communication on both sides, but it's but situations like that. I could, as a man, I couldn't imagine having being with my family and another. And another I ain't, I ain't nobody's boy. I'm a grown ass man. And for you to keep right. calling me boy like that, which has all these negative racial undertones, it's sickening, man. So, I want to get us the, the Broward County Sheriff, man. I want to give him that Twizzler, like you know how he has a sheriff badge and he, you know, is nice and pointed. I want to put that Twizzler up, shine that motherfucker up. You know, put some red, uh, red forty on that bad boy, and let him sit and spin. Have somebody call him boy while he's around his family over and over again, because it's sickening and disgusting that you can call somebody out there and in front of their kid. You shouldn't do it anyway. You should, there should be a level of respect between law enforcement and citizens. Yeah. But it's yeah. sickening, man. And for you to be acting, in, for him to act in an aggressive nature while this man is holding his child, like you're being aggressive literally towards this baby yeah. Yeah, not just this man but this baby is 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 being a I guess an indirect victim of your aggressiveness yeah. as a police officer so then what are you what are you what what message are you sending to this to this small child oh man cops are or the police are going to act like this towards me yeah. they're going to treat me like this it's sickening man it's absolutely sickening yeah. his punk ass need to go all right, both sides. So talk talk to us about Floyd Floyd Mayweather, man. Ah, man, Floyd Mayweather, and and, and for those of us, for for those that listen to the show, you you guys may say, oh, you guys are biased or this or that. Yeah, we know we're not we are unbiased. We get a twizzler to anybody who deserves it. Floyd Mayweather. I'm sure you guys all know Floyd Mayweather. If you don't, you know that's Mr. Money Team, professional boxer. You know, and I'm not taking any of that away from him. Hell of a boxer, hell of a fighter. He's a hell of a businessman. He's created a, a, a market for himself and that sort of thing. However, Floyd Mayweather had went on, he was caught on video. I believe it was TMZ that was asking him the questions and talking to him during this time. But um, for those who don't know, um, there's a lot of controversy going on around Gucci, uh, the, the brand Gucci. And there were some items that they were selling that 
um, kind of implied, as they say, implied blackface. Um, that sort of deal. So basically, there was a sweater, a turtleneck, and when you pull the turtleneck up for warmth, um, it has uh, kind of the red lips or whatnot around it. Mike J and I talked about this a little bit last week, but um, just to give you some context. So Floyd Mayweather, um, an African American professional boxer, professional athlete, businessman, um, is seen and and talked to going on a rant about Gucci. He's at the Gucci store shopping for Gucci, so people are asking him. You know, are you going to spend your money there? Are you going to support Gucci, so forth and so on? And Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather is like, look, I'm going to do what the hell I want to do. Or he said, I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. I'm going to live my life and I do what I want to do. I'm not, I'm not no follower. That's what he said. Yeah. I'm not no follower. I do, I do what I want to do. So I, whatever trends or whatever people are saying or doing, you know, that, that's what they're going to do. I'm going to live my life and I'm going to do me. So... He kind of goes, like I said, he goes on this on this rant and goes on, you know, to talk about how he's spending or going to be supporting Gucci, you know, doing what he wants to do. And I believe he spent, let's say, $40,000 or $60,000, something like that. I don't remember the number, but he spent up a lot of money in the store. So they talk to him as he's coming out. And he kind of goes on the same rant. Um, so for me personally, I'm going to let my Jay chime in on this too. But for me personally, I didn't expect anything less. Floyd yeah. Mayweather has a, has, has a, has a, checkered history you know with various things number one again i respect the man in the boxing ring and things that he's done for his business and his brand but i do think that in my opinion he's a punk ass you know he has been known to put his hands on women in, in an aggressive fashion multiple times he has, multiple times uh, he has been known to do do, do some, some some sketchy uh, some other sketchy things so he doesn't really have my respect outside of the boxing ring um, like i said i always respect the man's profession he's a hell of a fighter um but in this regard, man, he he's got this. He's got to sit on that Twizzler, and he's gonna get the designer Twizzler. He's he's gonna get that that 2021 Gucci Runway Twizzler that it, when when you sit on it, kind of shoots out the little spice, like kind of goes pull and peel, but they sharp, so he can't come off of that bad boy. Because that's what you, that's what he deserves right now, man. For for you, you should you should for for his in the individual that's as large as him, his platform. He should be trying to do more things to promote peace, to promote tolerance, to promote positivity. And for him just to kind of go in and say, you know, well, F whatever y'all going through, I'm, I'm living my life. That's true to an extent. But at the same time, you can't just you, you dissing your race. You, you, you actually going out and saying, you know, I really can care less about any social uh, injustices or, or ineptities that are because going I'm on. Rich. I think, he, I think because I'm rich. I believe he's even made derogatory comments against the LGBTQ community before. So again, like it's not just his race; it's not just a racial thing. Like this, Floyd doesn't seem to have a care in the world for anybody outside of Floyd Mayweather, women or anybody yeah. else. So, Floyd, you you get that you get that premium Gucci Twizzler right yeah. now. The one you know, the one that smells like Soldier Boy's uh, a forehead. Forehead. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, but no, speaking of that, did you hear that Ti the new Ti song? Fuck nigga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, man, he hey, he got Floyd up out of here, and then Floyd tried to have her like a response that obviously his PR person wrote because uh, and no, and this is not, and I am not shaming people who who struggle with reading and that because Floyd and R. Kelly make way more money than I ever could dream of. But damn, you know he didn't write all that stuff. That was just like when he got into it with 50. 50 said, who wrote it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, <laughs> 50 man. is petty as hell, man. Hey, man, yo, petty, yo, 50 said his Gucci on fire the other day. Then he almost burned his hands. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. 
Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, but but yeah, man. <laughs> shout out, shout out to Tip, man. He flamed the fuck out of Floyd, man. So you know, like I said, you can keep you you can make all the money in the world. You can still keep your integrity, and then you know, Floyd is didn't between you know being a a, a known and he went to jail for hitting a woman. So and also yeah. he's been like seven eight times he's been accused of it. So maybe you just yeah, the trend. But you know, I don't know, man. So he can sit on the twister. But man, let me ask you this: We're on sports, bro. Did you watch that American football, that new AAF or the, AAF, the new football league? Did you watch that the other yeah, day? Yeah, I, I didn't get the chance to watch it. I plan on watching it this upcoming weekend. I didn't get a chance to watch that the, the opening games. Um, I was out doing some things and you know living my best life. But oh, I did see some. I did see some highlights uh, of that bad boy, man. I seen. I don't know what quarterback it was, but he took oh, a damn yeah. hellacious hit, man. Yeah. My God. Yo, it's, but it's I heard like, I heard that it was I heard that it was pretty entertaining though. Like I, I didn't hear a lot of people like trying to shit on it or what. I heard it was pretty decent for what it's worth. You know, put like this, bro. My man got laid out. I ain't getting laid out like that for no seventy thousand dollars a year. I can, work, <laughs> I can I, I mean, and I can be like, what well, my man sound Street Fighter go home be a family man. It's time to go home be a family man. Remember, man, helmet popped off. Yeah, you ain't in the NFL. You in the AAF. You got a nine guaranteed contract. So you got a three-year non-guaranteed contract. They can cut you and you don't get none of this money. And you out here risking getting your head bashed in for this? No, no, no. Not not me would be the kid. But I watched a little bit right. of it. I like football, but I'm not enough to really watch guys who, like, has been and stuff like that in the NFL. I mean, if it's on, I'm, I'm like, not nothing else to do. I'll make check it out. But i just rather stick to, like, college, you know, into into the NFL. Hey man, I got I got I got to ask you this question, man. I got to What's ask up? you this question, and, and, and shout out our brethren, Mike Jack. I know he's gonna have some feelings about this, but man, how you think about your boy Trent Richardson? <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah, you know I heard you. I heard Trent was out here balling. Was he? That's I didn't I, I didn't I didn't I didn't see nothing on it, man. But yeah, I, I know there's a lot of people. Uh, that have feel a certain way about Trent Richardson, so just, I, just, I had just, to ask. Yeah, he's just a bust. I mean, I know the Colts they traded a first round pick for him, but he just was a bust. I thought he was going to be good, you know. It's just, I mean, I don't feel no type of way. He was just a bust, and you know, some you know he's picking pick number three overall, and you know, some running backs just don't, some have it, some don't, and he, he just didn't have it. But yeah, I don't, you know, it, it is what it is, man. But yo, bro, let's get to this NBA All Star Weekend. That's what I'm doing tomorrow night after I make my surfing turf for my lady. Shout out to my lady, man. She she just got a uh, nominated for this big award in tech, man. So shout out to her. Shout out, shout out, shout out to definitely. Her, you know what I'm saying? So she, she, you know, she, she definitely loving on on the boy, treating me like a treating me like the black king that I am. You know, you know, like I was I was talk, I was rapping some Project Pat to her the other night. Has to steak chitlins on my plate. <laughs> <laughs> You, you rapping that Gorilla Pimp? <laughs> yeah, she ain't never heard it before. Gorilla. She, ain't, she ain't never heard it before, man. You know what I'm saying? If you know nobody knows oh, my life, she, she kind of straight laced and everything. You know, for those who know me, I'm a wild nigga. So, <laughs> so it's just, we, we, we like mad different. But, uh, but yeah, we, man. We, 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 was, we hoping she tames you a little bit, brings you down a couple of notches, you know, get you. No, you know, yeah. no, me, no me, but, uh, yeah, man. So let me ask you this. What's your favorite all-star? Give me your favorite all-star memories, man. Uh, I don't know if I have one that's well, this more. Things that stick out to me when I when I think All Star, the very first thing that sticks out to me was that damn Tracy McGrady self oop off the backboard that in the All Star game. Mm. I remember see, I remember like watching it like is he is he about to throw it off the board to himself like because I didn't see anybody else there but he threw it kind of like awkward so it was like yeah. oh he's about he's about to get it in so I remember that. 
Um, that dunk, that first dunk contest with Vince Carter and Steve Francis, everybody knows. A lot of people, everybody who knows Bowtie Fresh, I'm a huge Steve Francis fan. And I, I I know he he looks a certain way now and kind of you know hit rock bottom and whatnot. But the the man, franchise when he was give him give him a job give him a job man yeah That's man the, the franchise give him a job, him a job man. <laughs> man but that franchise dunk contest man franchise was taking it to Vince man and like I and I, and I get a lot of flack for it because I'm like man I almost could have gave it gave that dunk contest to franchise however. That's not taking anything away from Vince. That 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 was just a spectacular dunk contest to me. Both guys killing the damn game. It wasn't a robbery. Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk about nah. robbery in the dunk contest when I speak. Oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that 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 was a that was a hell of a damn moment, man. A hell of a ill moment was was them uh, Dwight Howard trying to do the Superman thing. Not that that was a great moment, but it was just one of those moments. Like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Like him, him trying to like actually like kind of go vertical like, or horizontal. I mean, and do the Superman thing. Like it was kind of dope, but at the same time, it was like ah, it was all right. It was kind of corny, kind of cheesy. And then you know, you you got one of the greatest moments: the 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 his airness versus the human highlight reel dunk contest. So I mean, there's a whole robbery. lot, whole lot, whole robbery. lot of moments. Robbery. <laughs> Nick, Nick should have got a fifty on on his last dunk. That was a robbery. <laughs> They gave it to Yellow Eyes because he was at home. <laughs> and, I'm sure, and I'm sure he had on, like, some type of ill suit when he came in there. With, with who, 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 I was going to say, look, but before you before you continue with the slander of the greatest, I, the another moment. I, here's a, here's a, a moment that was an actual game moment. I don't remember. I can't remember what year it was, but it was the year that the Iris and the Kobe and all of them was in it, and the West came back from like a it was like a twenty or twenty five point deficit. Came back. Or that's what I meant. The East came it was back. Like, that was like two thousand one. It was Marbury yeah. and Iverson. Yeah, that that was a hell of a damn game too. Like that was a, a moment that sticks out to me also. Yeah. Shaq, Shaq dancing in the pregame with the Jabberwockies. That's another yeah. one that sticks out to me. Just a little fun stuff, man. Yeah, that's 2001 because it got – it's to me, you can really show the skilled NBA guys when the game is close in the fourth quarter when it's like yeah. go time, when they can show you really how good these guys are. Because showing in the NBA and everybody in the NBA is good. There's some people that are elite, uh, elite and great. But you when, you when it's like go time and them guys can like – they start hitting like them contested, you know, shots and all and yeah. the best players in the world, that's when they like the game really steps up. In the first three quarters, you know, they just play, you know, like playing for the fans and all. They're showing different stuff up. But that fourth quarter, when it's a close game, bro, it's, it's, it's a whole – you know, that's when guys like really lock in. And that's when it gets fun, man. So, and another memory for me uh, – Yo, man, when uh, the last was the dunk contest with uh, Aaron Gordon and uh, was it Zach, Zach Levine? Levine. Yo, that was oh, one of the yeah. best ones, man. It's not yeah. up there with Neek and Jordan because the fact – I think the dunk sacks were better. But I think the fact that Neek and Jordan were, you know, the two Hall of Famers. You know, so, the, the you know, the the prestige of having two of the greats at the time going against each other. Now, Zach and then Gordon and Aaron and Levine are not. They're good, good players. But, you know, as far as dunk for dunk, that was one of my favorite contests, hey, man. So that, – that, Hey man, that that Levine dunk where dude threw it off the little the little brace, the little back part that holds the the, the backboard up, and Levine came through with the with the East Bay Funk off of that. That was nasty, bro. Nasty. Yeah, man. So I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for that, man. So I was Tiana Trump nasty. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Nasty, nasty. <laughs> nasty, nasty. <laughs> hey man, I just after seeing that after seeing Tiana Trump, I was just like, oh. 
Like, ugh, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even, if I was a single man, I don't even know if I want that. I'm like, nah, I might pass. <laughs> <laughs> Might be too much for me. <laughs> that ain't even sunshine. That's an eclipse. Like, are you doing that? <laughs> no, you can't. Man. You can't. You can't pull the dolls. I got mine. Yeah, Better get no, yours. <laughs> no, 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 thank you. No dolls. Now that's that's uh, that's shout out to shout out. You know, that's one of those things. You just gotta go sit back and uh, you have to clean yourself with a hot towel. Shout out to my nigga Bread. <laughs> he said, "Oh no, I forgot about shout. Bread." <laughs> Yo, I used to work with a dude named Bread. I'm gonna protect his name for the innocent. He used to say he used to cheat on his wife by. You, you cover yourself by you know, washing yourself with a with a hot towel, no soap. So she so she won't smell any soap. <laughs> Dog, I fell the hell out. <laughs> but, uh, Bread was a savage dude. <laughs> Bread was a savage dude. Yeah, he said he said he laid her. He said he laid this big girl out real decent, real decent. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey man, so let me ask you this, man, about uh, All Star Saturday night, man. So I'm I'm, I'm I'm gonna give you the names of the skill the skills uh, the skill test three pointed dunk contest. I want I want you to predict the winner. And I'll do the same. Okay. So the skill test. You got Mike Conley, Luka Dockage, De'Aaron Fox, Nikolai Jokic. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, isn't Kyle, Kuz in it? Yeah, Kyle Kuzma, Jason Tatum, Nikola Vujicic, and Trey Young. Uh, uh, I'm rooting for De'Aaron Fox, uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with Mike Conley. I'm going to predict Mike Conley. I think, I think Fox is going to get it because he's so damn fast. That's why I said I'm, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for Fox. I just right, I just well, know Mike Conley's a better. Yeah, I man, you can't root really see who gonna win. So you say Mike Conley gonna win? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm predicting Mike Conley. Yeah, you can't be hedging. But I want I want De'Aaron Fox to win. You see this nigga out here hedging his bets. <laughs> all right, all right. So three point contest. We got Devin Booker, Seth Curry, Steph Curry, Danny Green, Joe Harris, Buddy Hill, and Dane Lillard. I am going to go, man, it's hard to bet against Steph, but I'm going to go with a guy. I'm going to go with Buddy Hill. I'm going I'm to roll with Buddy Hill. All right. I am going to go because it seems like the best shooters don't ever win the contest. Hey, man, for whatever reason, man, I'm a, I, I am going to go. I am going to go the anti-Mike Jay. I'm going to go. I was going to say. I'm gonna go go ahead. Joe my bad. Harris. I'm going to go with Joe Harris. Right on. Right on. Oh, nigga, I wasn't doing that for you. No, I just <laughs> <laughs> is uh, ain't Dirk ain't Dirk in that bad boy too? Yeah. Oh man, now, actually, hard, I'll take that back. Hard take, to go. Take, scratch, scratch Joe Harris. I'm going with Kimba Walker. Got to go home. Kimba. Man. I don't now watch Kimba like score like a five. <laughs> but uh, right. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't scroll down long enough. All right, so dunk contest. We got Miles Bridges, John Collins. Hamadou Diallo from the Thunder and Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah. Man, God, it's between Diallo and Dennis Smith. I'm going. I'm going with DSJ. I'm rocking with All DSJ. Right. I'm gonna go with Miles Bridges. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hometown. I'm gonna go hometown twice. And shout out to the homie Demetrius. He's kick, he live in Charlotte. So he's kicking it doing All Star Weekend. So hey, that's what's up. Shout out to him. So I'm sure it's gonna be a lot of talent in the city. And yeah, man, talent. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man. So yeah, man. Yeah, so I'm, we'll, I'm rolling with DSJ, man. I really hope the dunk contest is is legit, man. Because it's it seems like the dunk contest is just like hit or miss, man. Like it's either like really super weak for like four years, and then it's like a one good dunk contest. Like it's, I hope there's some create, hope there's some creativity come out, and you know I hope cats like really like really bring it, man. I'm I'm waiting for somebody to like 
Like, I want somebody to come in and, like, challenge. Like, I want somebody to actually have someone challenge their dunk. Like, just bump, like, just boom on a boy or something. Oh, you know what man. I mean? Just different. Something different, man. Like, you know, uh, I'm trying to get a boy hurt. Yeah, I'm just saying all it takes is one false step and somebody to get, you know, get hurt. Yeah. But yeah. I honestly, this is what I would think if I was going to fix a dunk contest. I would, if I were the NBA, I would sponsor, like, a dunk off. So like all these cats be doing all this stuff on YouTube, and then when the most the person gets the most votes, they get to actually you know get a chance in the dunk contest. Yeah, that'd open be up, dope. Yeah, open up to anybody you know that that one person because they ain't got nothing to lose. But man, that stage, them lights is big, and then the, what makes what makes the dunk contest like follow the dude be missing dunks back in the day, right? Know, uh, yellow eyes and all the rest of them, they was hitting them on the first dunk. But when you yeah. miss, like multiple dunks. It just felt, even when you have some bad, nice dunk, you got some guys dunk like, damn, you know, they couldn't jump like this. But if you miss like the, like two dunks and you knock, knock it out on the third, it's like, oh, damn, you know, you, you know, like all the, all the, you know, the, the ambiance. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you missed the dunk. But uh, yeah, I'm going. So, you know, we got that. We'll put that stuff down. So you got DSJ, I got Bridges, I got Kimba, who you said you had. And you three know. point, I got Hill. I've taken Buddy yeah, Hill. Hill. Uh, I got, I got a, did, what did I, I, I picked you got De'Aaron Fox. Fox. You got Mike Conley. I took Conley, yeah. All going right, hometown, going hometown with Conley. Shout right. out Mike, shout out Mike, Jake, Alma LN. That's right, that's right. And that town, that town in the building. Shout out to them LN girls. They, uh, they won yeah, the other them. day. So shout out, shout out to them, man. Yo, man. So I want to, I want to run something by you, man. Before we get to, let's, let's talk about it. Yo, man. So, you know, I just, I just recently heard the Soldier Boy and, uh, what's Shorty's name? Uh, what's 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 the name, man? What's the one who was with uh the Rob Kardashian, uh the one with the uh, one Black China, Black China, man. They they I think they're a couple now. And shout out to <laughs> shout out to one of our homies, uh Mike Jack. You know, that is you know Soldier Boy must like substandard head. So I bet you that. Hey, I thought he said I thought he said lackluster. <laughs> oh, lack, oh, the lackluster. <laughs> oh, I thought lack. Mike Jack hit him with the lackluster. Maybe, oh, hey man, shout yeah, out Mike man. Jack. Yeah, man. <laughs> he was throwing shots. Hey man. <laughs> Oh damn! So it's just like yo. So can you imagine a stinky Gucci headband and some and some lackluster head? That'd be like the worst night. I, I bet you they bedroom smell like a nasty pimple inside. You know, he soldier boy like he like head <laughs> putting in some work. And it, you know, this is nothing, nothing worse than that. Somebody act like they're putting in some work. It sucks. Like we can just we can we can be done. I can go play. I can go do something else with my time. But uh, you know, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. That's my, that's, Nigga, my old day. that's my old day. Long. My guy doing it. He he doing his taxes while she's trying to top him off. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, <bro>. next. <laughs> I know, right? He just you know. He, here we go. He like I'm ready to read the Bible verse. It was. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, know, you know, and for and for tips and for tips, ladies, you know, you put on that Tiana Trump. She's a game Damn. changer. She's a game changer. But yeah, man. So let's get to, let's get to this. So man, so did you, I watched the whole Steve Harvey Monique little six minute clip about her issue. Did you check it out? Or did you? Just I didn't see it. it. Yeah, I saw I saw about two minutes of it. I didn't see the whole six minute clip. I saw about I saw about two minutes of it. But I did I did see it. Kind of catch a little bit of the gist of it, man. So, so. yeah, go go ahead go ahead and take us off on this, bro. All right. So you know they're talking, and Steve was basically at first was like, hey, you know, you need to chill because. You know, once you start talking about, you know, Oprah and uh, Tyler Perry and Lee Daniels, your whole narrative of what you're complaining about, people aren't even listening to because it makes you come off singing bitter. 
And then, you know, later she's like about integrity, integrity. When I said I'm a very integrity is like at the basis. I've lost things because I ain't selling out my integrity. I ain't selling out this pie. I ain't selling out nothing. But it's also, right. you also got to, there's a duality as being black in America that you got to know how to toe the line and still keep your integrity. And I think that when she starts saying screw all these other people that I think she, she lost some of her point. What do you think about that? Right. I feel the same way, man. I think that I, I feel what she's saying, and I understand what she's I understand where she's coming from. I just think that the the, the mechanism, the the delivery, the way she's going about it is a little bit wrong. Uh, Multi-press is a firm believer of I don't have to throw anybody else under the bus to make my point or make myself look good or feel good. And I think that her coming out and saying negative things about you know, Lee Daniels and Oprah and all those type of things, like I, whether it's true or false, whatever happens behind closed doors in relationships, that's on them. I think that she can present and, and have a good following and have a good argument about what she wants to say and what she wants to deliver without doing that. And I think that that's where a lot of people have the problem with what she's going about doing. You know, take it back to this whole simple, you know, boycott Netflix. Don't do no and watch Netflix. And everybody like, whatever, you know. I'm me, me and four other people are paying for this damn, yeah. you know, account. So I, I think that it's just the way she's going about doing it. Like I said, it's not to discredit or discount anything she's saying. I think that it's a lot of validity there. I just think that it's the, the mechanism in which she's doing it. That's just my opinion. Um, and I, from, from a Steve Harvey perspective, again, I get what he's saying, but he, he really, really does teeter on the line of, of, of that, you know, Tommen and cooning, chucking and jiving type thing. He, he teeters the line. I think that he says and does a lot that that keeps him away from it. But sometimes there he comes across where it's like you know he, he's going to do whatever it takes if he if, if he got to you know get pissed on by somebody. Okay, I'll do it. You know because it's going to give me some money. And it's going to you know whatever whatever. Like that's the, I, that's why I see the integrity part that she's talking about. He's willing to do just about any and everything to get his. Um, what the, I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's just, it's, it's a very thin line that I think that he teeters. I get what he was saying about him being the, you know, the foundation and the driver for his, for him and his family and his kids and his grandkids and so forth and so on. And if he crumbles, they crumble. Like I get what he's saying. Um, but at the same time, like, let's say he is that and he's doing all that, but then his grandkids are like, oh, well, you know, you let the 70 year old white man piss on you, be like literally piss on you just so you can, you know, get this gig on this show or whatever. So, like, where do you, what message are you sending? Do whatever it takes. Let whatever happens to you, you know, happen just so you can get this money or get this bag. I don't know. So, I mean, like, I, I see both sides of it. But for Monique, I really do think that it's just the her delivery and the mechanism and what she's going to, the way she's going about doing it. Yeah, I feel definitely uh... – I feel the I feel the I feel the same way, man. Um, it's uh, one of those things of you you have to you gotta have that balance, and we can talk about right the duality of work, right? I know that I'm I'm the only I'm the only black man in the room, and I I'm not sure about you, but you can't you have to make people feel safe, but you don't have to like sell your soul for it, you know, like because I I go that route, and people think oh you're so laid back, but then when I say something, I raise my voice, and I'm an angry black man. But it was just weird going back to Steve Harvey because he was talking about, we can't do this. We black. And then the crowd was cheering, but most majority of the audience is white. Was white, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. <laughs> I, I, I honestly would have felt better if the conversation had been on his radio show because the audience would have been more diverse. 
and the fact that, but I understand why, you know, it's going to be fit Monique because it's more of a, it's a bigger platform. So I don't, right. I don't know. I just, I, I fear that. I think Steve Harvey maybe meant well. He just didn't explain it well. So I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, it's, it's, it's one of those things, man, with Steve Harvey, because you know he's he's done things, and this is kind of like, you know, like all right, you know, what are you, what are you doing that? What are you doing now, Steve? And it's just, it's constant, you know, with him. It's a, uh, it's you know, like you said, it's always that that fine line of what he's he gonna shuck and jive. And I know he does a lot of stuff. For yeah, him. he gets back. So you know, I don't know. I think he doesn't explain himself well when uh when he when he does when he does these things. So I don't know. So what we yeah, what's, what's like I said, it's 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 difficult, man. Like I said, I I understand both points, and the topic at hand is very it's very touchy because it has a lot of social um, uh, tones about it. But I understand how how probably particularly touchy it is for them because they are famous and the the slightest word or the misinterpretation of something they say, it could affect them as it has Monique. So like I, I get it, they're trying to toe the line, but um I think that you definitely have to choose, you know, what it is you're gonna to try to drive home and deliver, um, and do the best at, at doing that. And right now both of them in this circumstance kind of just eh, they kind of left a little bit kind of left a little bit on the field and you know yeah. didn't 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 take it. Take it on home. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. The whole Monique situation has been interesting. I wanted to catch it because I don't feel full like full. I don't feel. I never get the fact that Steve Harvey's full fledged Koenig. I know he does a lot of things, but you know, yeah, he's yeah, also, yeah. but he's also in the situation where you're getting a lot more money. So you have to, you know, of course you're trying to like balance it out where you can get these checks from different people and still help others. So I get yeah. him, but you know, you also gotta you gotta have your integrity first. And maybe he feels like he does. I don't know. I can't speak with Steve Harvey, but. I know we want to kind of, kind of run through that, man. So you know, we'll, we'll see what what goes on with this. I think if, I always said back when we talked about this before, if I was Monique, these times that I was on these platforms, beyond like, I mean, your integrity is one thing, but I would just be coming with the jokes because I would be trying to use that platform to open up different people who don't know who Monique is to yeah. to, to get those because she, she's done a lot in comedy. She's done so many. She has. And I'm not, never taking anything away from her talent, but I will use that platform and kick. I will be kicking these jokes and these jabs at people like, "Oh, damn, Monique is funny." So when I go back she to the table got it. to negotiate, that's what, that's what a lot of people were saying. Yeah, people were yeah, saying, like, she, she, like I got it. Like yeah. here, here it yeah. is. Like here's a tour. Here I have these things because I've been on these different platforms. Like if I was at the time of the Breakfast Club, and she was calling Charlemagne Leonard. Well, not- <laughs> the hell out of him the whole show and he would have took it and then that, it would have went viral and it would have been more than this Lenard and like these jokes behind it you know what I mean so <laughs> there's different t-shirts yeah that would have been there so Monique get you a podcast you know come you know hell I will produce you you know hey, come on come on a grown man this podcast we'll yeah, talk we'll chop it up we'll chop we'll chop it up well we could you know we'll, we'll talk about the Parkers we'll talk about Professor Ogilvy you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> yo remember that joke that my man oh. kicked on Professor Ogilvy uh what's yeah. it? Uh, <laughs> Damn, Stanley. Professor Ogilvy Stanley man Stanley I was out here wilding but man, hey man, so let's get to the throwback stuff. There was two albums that came out and one is like ten years old, another thing was like fifteen. So let's talk about Drake so far gone, man. So and first of all, are you a big Drake fan? Yeah, I rock with Drake. I'm I'm not I'm not like a Drake stan or whatever his following is called, but I like Drake. I rock with Drake, man. Um I, I fucks with his music. I make sure I check out um his songs on you know, or his 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 albums when they come out and you know, I, I can't do a, like a whole Drake album. 
I like, listen to it all the way through. I normally listen to it in, in kind of like in, in segments. Um, but I, I was I would classify myself as a Drake fan. Yeah. All right. So tell tell me about so far gone, man. Did you listen to it when it first came out? Like when it first yep. came out years ago? Yeah, I, I did. I listened to it when it first came out, um, and I, I liked it, man. I think it has some it had it had some smooth little songs on it. It has some vibes on it. Like I liked that song "Successful" that was on it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I liked "Unstoppable." I liked "Uptown." Um, like those are the ones that really stand out to me. Like it's just it was it was a smooth little album, man. I'm not gonna say it was his best one, but I thought it was pretty damn dope. And for me, I'm, I'm I don't dislike Drake. That's when you're wrong. He got some cuss. I'm like, oh yeah, he, he rapping. I like Drake when he raps. I mean, it's just he's just not. It's not for me. I mean, it's like I'm you know I'm 36 years old, so Drake is not. Real, I don't. I'm not really in Drake's consumer zone. So so far yeah. gone came. I heard some of the songs, but listening to it the other day was the first time I listened to it as a complete body at work. I mean, I heard Uptown. I heard Successful. I like Fear is actually my favorite song on the album. So yeah, he's, he's talking some real so, stuff. I, 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 you know, I like that, but I don't know. I just, you know, I, I don't think I've ever like really sat with a Drake album that's like went front to back and listened to it multiple times. Because number one, they play it so much, you just kind of get tired of it. And then I don't think the that's the thing is, with yeah. Drake. They, they, they it, he, you're inundated with him so much. Yeah, and it's like, oh God, I'm just tired of him. Not that you dislike him, that you're just tired of him. But that's a that's a topic for a whole other show because Bowtie Fresh has an issue with just radio in general and playing the same seven songs over and over and over. But that's neither here nor there, man. I think I think that that's I agree with you. That's one of the biggest problems with Drake. You're just so inundated with him that you don't even get a chance to appreciate his talent or appreciate his you know songs or flow or anything like that because it's just like you're just force fed Drake. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like. I, I guess for me, I don't. With my music, there's a typically something I really like. There's an emotional connection that I can tap into. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I'm feeling what this person is saying, or it could put me at a point in time. Like if you name an artist, I'm like, oh, I remember when I first heard this. Maybe not the every particular. But I can give you like moments in time in my life that resonate with the music. Drake, it, it's not. There's nothing there. It's nothing against him. It just doesn't fit with me. So when we talk about this next album. I'll have a quick story that it way that resonated with me. Drake doesn't, but you know it was it was a cool album. Like he makes good music. I just I just, I don't I don't, it just don't have it don't, to me. I don't have any soul to it. I think that's what it, it doesn't touch me. It don't have any soul to it. So, but yeah, I don't know. But yeah, okay. shout out, but shout out to, to the Drake fans. So so far, I know it's a lot of y'all. So you know we'll we'll put some stuff on the Instagram, man, and we'll we'll, we'll get further into it with you know what our people's our fans. Yo, Young Drizzy. So let's talk about uh, Kanye West college dropout. And I, I talked with both times we talked about this. I was like, do we want to talk about it? Because, you know, once my man started wearing a MAGA hat, I'm like, yeah, I don't really rock with you like that because you on some suck-ass shit. But I feel like we kind of need to talk about it because this album, to me, is a classic. And Cla- it goes yeah. back in time, what we were like, what was it 2004? So we were like 22. So, yeah. <laughs> so life was like so much different for us back then. So for me, I remember buying an album and I was in, I had my car and shout out to actually one of our uh, listeners, one of our, somebody we didn't know, both of us didn't know for years, my homeboy, DJ Dave, Dave Porty, he sold, DJ me, Dave. He sold me a shout car. Out, shout out DJ Dave and ATL. Yeah, man. So he sold me a car, I bought it and he, and, you know, I was like, all right. So I went and got, I got, got a radio put in that bad boy. And I was with my homeboy, uh, Dat, we was going to see our other homeboy, uh, 
Yeah, I forget, I'll be forgetting everybody's acronym. I'm just gonna call their names out. Dre and JB, right? <laughs> so we, we, no, I'm just, I just forget. Anyway, so we're going to Nashville. So we, you know, we wait and wait, and JB's the uncle put the, he put the radio in for us. So we finally get there. So we leave like mad late, but yo, we just running college dropout like back to back. And we ran it back like twice, and then listen to some other stuff to to make them five hours to get down to Nashville, man. So. I just remember, man, bumping it like, yo, this shit is tight. Because I heard Kanye on, uh, I knew he made tight beats, and I heard him on Through the Wild. I was like, oh, that's, that's tight. You know, you made the little song with a jaw broke. But I wasn't expecting the album to be that good, man. So I think that's album was, the difference. The album was game-changing, man. Like, I think that that album done a lot, not just for him, but but for hip-hop, for for the genre of music, man. Like, in my opinion, that, that album was just classic. And I, I know that. I know right now Kanye's in a different place and, and all that type of stuff, but man, th- this college dropout Kanye, it, it, fucking genius, man! Like, dude, dude, this album was crazy. Yeah, so that's crazy. so that's where we that's where we are with that, man. So let's, I mean, so we talked about it, man. So what's what's like your favorite? What's your favorite songs on College Dropout? Um, Jesus walks, workout plan, slow jams. Uh, like the, them three graduation, the the, the that little short little uh, like I guess you can call it intro interlude, whatever little short graduation day thing. That was that was a little dope, man. Like like there's so much through the wire, of course. But I probably say slow jams, workout playing, and Jesus walks were probably my favorites on that album. I gotta go back through. I wrote them down, but I can't find my notes, man. So I didn't. So I know for me it was a. Uh, I mean, it was a spaceship. Never let me down. They was flowing on that. Even like I remember being in college, and and homie Jay Ivy was doing the damn uh, was doing the damn uh, poetry. I was like, damn, I should do that. Do that at the little open mic to try to holler some chicks. You know, never <laughs> let me down. My going yeah. into the because I'm brown. Snap, snap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like the, I like you know, like slow jams. I like school spirit. I like two words. Um, you know, I like get them high. So yeah, it's among bang. The only thing I didn't like was all the skits. I understood why he did it. I also like last call too. That's probably one of my favorite songs on there. But because you know, he really talks about his, you know rapping, but talking about his life when he before so he got the deal. But yeah, that mug was a banger, man. That's the only thing I didn't like was just so many skits. It was like, damn, skip yeah. that, skip that, skip, skip past this. I want to hear the music. But yeah, that mug was a banger, man. And this, I remember writing the paper about the visuals from uh, All Falls Down, about black, com- you know, commercialism and spending and all that stuff. I wrote it in my, like, African-American literature class. And that's when, that's when I, I was I was already woke by then, but, you know, it was a whole bunch of fine girls in that class, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, man, I, I remember the same thing. I remember doing a lot of uh, college work to this college dropout album. <laughs> like, yeah. I remember writing a lot of papers and spent a lot of time and, libraries and you know that's what a deal and just having this running while i was working so it was funny because again college dropout and i'm sitting here trying to get my first degree because yeah, so. <laughs> I, I was like yeah you college dropout all right kanye but i ain't great dropout i'm gonna get this damn degree so uh yeah. shout out to that man that's like you know now and of course it's hard for kanye to go back i'm not expecting him to do anything else to this type of album because he's a different point in life he's a father he's married you know right it's different. I mean, he's just made so much more money, but I, it's hard to me to get beyond like the suck shit of the MAGA hat. But I feel like this was an album that didn't have, didn't emphasize any of that. This was Kanye, you know, I wouldn't say at his core because maybe he always wanted to be the person he is now, but it was a, 
it was a refreshing listen because I hadn't listened to it in a while. Refreshing listen to Kanye before everything changed. So. Yeah, it, it, it was it was a dope it was a dope listen to. I was at, at, sitting at my desk at work, you know, getting you know get my vibes on. But man, yeah, man. So, but brother, it seems like we about done with this episode, brother. Let's go ahead and uh, take us on out, man, and uh, we get this mug, you know, produced, topped up, and chopped up. Yeah, man. So, Botox uh, Fresh is uh, motivational for this week. <clears throat> it's kind of, kind of really. I don't want to say personal, but I think it takes a personal spin for folks uh, just because of the day and age that we live in, and you see a lot of different stuff on social media or so so forth and so on. But uh, the quote for a motivational quote for this week is: When writing the story of your life, don't let anyone else hold the pen. So like I said, you, I, I like that quote because you see so much going on on social media and people trying to be social media famous and, and present themselves in a certain way and floss this and flaunt that. And, you know, you got that aspect, but then you have some individuals struggling, you know, they, they want to live the life that their parents may want them to live or, or that their siblings or they're trying to compete with siblings or other family members, or other friends, and just let your hand hold your pen. And, you know, and just live your life. So that's kind of the message that I want to send and hopefully, you know, inspire some folks to, you know, overcome those barriers this week. And that's the motivation for Motai Fresh. No doubt, man. Before we get out of here, I want to I want to ask you a serious question, man. So I seen your man Yellow Eyes the other day. He had his bad bitch clothes on with his hand. <laughs> and he on said, I'm gonna ask you a serious question. And then he said, I seen your man yellow eyes. <laughs> Yo, man, was he hey, was he was he was he giving y'all Jordan Air's life with his hand on his head? With the bootcut jeans, <laughs> I was more concerned. I was like, "Where the hell did he get this old, like sheepskin, like fleece <laughs> jacket thing? Like, I don't even know what that was." <laughs> you giving y'all life, yes, honey, yes. Mike, like, look, y'all see, y'all see the bootcut jeans and the and the Travis Scott J's. <laughs> it, didn't, it, didn't match, it didn't match anything. So, yo, man. So shout out, shout out to Yellow Eyes, man. He, I'm sure, I'm sure he's gonna have that leather suit on and doing the wobble all All Star Weekend game long. So, any people who sell cigars, dark liquor, and you know cheap suits, MJ will be in the building. <laughs> but yeah, man. But uh, no doubt, man. Appreciate everybody rocking with us. You know, members to get rate, review, share the show. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate we're doing this out. We're doing this independent out the trunk. So uh actually my brother Bowtie will probably catch up with him tomorrow. We got got the black history, uh black history grown manish uh t shirts on. So I'm sure Bowtie will once he once he rocks it, we're we put put it on loud and proud. Yes, sir. On the Instagram. So, you know, yes, rate, sir. Review, share and we will holler at y'all next week. Peace. <laughs>